I'm exhausted by a long haul to Michiokan to spend some time with the boys' parents, the young boys who used to panhandle and sell their talent on the Modelo Drive playing music for coins. After seeing many videos of these boys over the last four or five years and working with them finally as they become young teens, moving into the adult world, I became more fascinated by what's happening in Mexico and the CEMX and the government. How it's completely relevant to understand that the middle class in Mexico doesn't exist. In fact, the middle class that is here is filled by foreigners and foreigner companies who are using the lower class to work for them. All of these things are a social design by politicians to maintain the strength and wealth of their government, meanwhile make the Mexicans poorer and poorer and never have the opportunity to rise to a new social class. Things that are clearly, clearly the design of the city of Mexico government and other governments within Mexico. What to do with it? about it as a dual citizen Mexican who cares about Mexico because when I grew up in Mexico when I was very young and I used to come here from the States I saw Mexico change over the last 40 years in a way that's very negative. Last night I was driving from a meeting, a business meeting and I happened to drive through South CVMX and once again I was disillusioned and sad that all I saw were corporations from the United States popping up stores and getting tax breaks so that the Mexican poor could work once again. Because the current government of Mexico City doesn't care about the education. I was once told that the education was not the city of Mex problem, it was in fact the government problem of the national government. But once I say, well, if that's true, then why don't we have leadership in the city government and teaching the national government how to educate the poor. Well, there's a reason why. Because it doesn't serve the purpose of the city government and the current mayor and her goals because obviously she's a teacher. So she's teaching the poor just to continue to be poor. As I was Michio Khan, I was pretty amazed by what I saw. I saw families generating families generating families unlike or much like the world generates families to survive, to become part of the social structure of their life, to generate income to survive, not to live, but to survive. Clearly, if you look at any social structure, and that lasts for a long time, that's by design. So clearly in Mexico, that has been designed. It's clearly by looking at what happened in the last vote in Mexico in the city of the state of Mexico, once again, by design, you see a machine working and injecting what they want for social gain, not for the people, but for the financial of the rich, and keeping the poor poor without giving them education, without giving them ways to trans transcend selling items on the street that come from China. As I traveled to Michoacan, I was also amazed. I looked at all the stores, I saw what was happening in these hundred-year-old plus buildings that were just amazing to see that they are still there. 
After a hundred plus years, people still vending on the streets that one time were filled with horses and carriages. I didn't take a lot of pictures of these things because I was mesmerized by what I was seeing. I was transcended into a world 150 years back of movies that I saw that almost won Academy Awards. I was amazed by what I was seeing hasn't changed for the poor of Mexico. But the politicians who gained from bringing these corporations in fatted their pockets at the expense of the people who put them in office. The CDNX mayor is no different. In fact, she's quite the same. Sadly, a first generation immigrant, you would think and hope more than what we see. What I also noticed is the same individual who wants to become president never speaks very much. She has others speak for her, which is a, a, an example of being a puppet and not leading the Mexican poor or the Mexican people into anything other but what it is today. What it is today is you have the rich and you have the poor. As we finished our trip with the young boys, talking to the parents, getting all the necessary paperwork so we can help them become a different class of people. Giving the opportunity so they can send money back to their families. So they can participate in the vertical rise to hopefully something special for them and their family. As we did this, I'll never forget the image of what I saw. I'm not going to repeat it here because some would take it wrong. But it was a beautiful image of families sitting with future families, taking the pennies that they had and making a meal, helping each other as the government was choosing not to help them. One of the things that my assistant talked to them about was giving the young wards that working with more education the answer was, well, we're still waiting for the government to give us some money so we can begin their education. And that's why the boys aren't so interested in education. Now, I do know that education isn't the gateway to everything. You have to work hard, you have to have opportunity, and you, more importantly, have to have a government who's willing to help you. Because if you don't, the rich will only help themselves. That is Mexico. My first political involvement was watching my brother, Al Pina, work with Vox and NAFTA. I was very proud of him and thought so much was going to happen at the end of that experience working with Fox and John McCain. I realized Mexicans on both sides of the Rio would stay poor. I'm not saying some will make it because some will cop out, some will work with the system, some will compromise so that they can have and they can be better than the others in their social class. Not help them, but help themselves. In the movie, The Searchers, John Wayne, uses some Mexican banditos in a restaurant to find the woman that the Indians stole 
who no longer wanted to live with her family, but has chose to live with the Indians. What's funny and sad is in that movie, the Mexicans were the banditos who were paid to give information. They were the middlemen who took the money and food and ran. It's sad because that's not the Mexican people. That was a group of the Mexican people who sold out, just like we see many politicians today who've sold out for greed. First generation immigrants who came here on the whim and trust and love of Mexico to give them an opportunity who's willing to sell out once again for money and fame. A woman of all people. In this scene, the last scene, I was talking to my assistant about this particular scene. And I said, I want to include that in the movie that the government, if they give us the money, but they won't because it's too important to tell a story. And they want stories that are not real. They want stories that sell illusion. Where I want to tell stories who show the people how to be stronger and overcome. I said to him, maybe we can include this in the last scene. Rather intelligently, he said to me, well, maybe we can include it this way. It has stronger impact. As he said it, I nodded my head. It was 2.30 in the morning because we were rehashing what had happened this weekend. The conversation with the family, the conversation with the kids, the conversation with their kids, and the generations of living in this home and homes that I'm not going to say shocked me. Because when I was young, we had those kind of homes in the United States. But because here in modern America, here in modern Mexico, people are still surviving the way they did 100 years ago, 200 years ago. Only thing that's changed, and this is the important part, this is the most biggest lesson I learned while traveling this weekend. Everything that they're selling and wearing came from China. Everything. I've yet to see a store where it did not come from China or India. All the sarapas come from India. I'm not trying to demise or demote or degrade the hard work of the Chinese people the workers. I'm not trying to degrade the hard work of the Indian folks who make the sarapas and that are now in Mexico. Not at all. What I'm emphasizing is that as a government, Mexico has chose to take the fast track to sell out the people, to keep them workers, to create social structures in, in Mexico that are not Mexican, but are a foreign injection of cash to fast track politicians to say they succeeded when all they've done is sell out Mexico. What's the solution? 
I can describe Mexico as injecting Botox into its economy with foreigners and foreign money, foreign jobs that don't include Mexicans. But what's the solution? I think I know a solution. I'm implementing a solution. I'm not talking. I'm not spitting lies. When I traveled to Michoacan, I was amazed by the beauty of the land, the hard work of the people, the innocence of their hard work wrapped around the disappointment of its politicians to deliver it a future. As I work with some young boys in an opportunity here in Mexico City, we don't know the outcome. It's gonna take three to four years for them to fruition. But we're building men who can live in today's world and perhaps not be a street vendor anymore. Not because the government didn't help them, but because the government didn't help them. So as politicians vie for the next presidential election, my only scale is how much are they lying by based on how much have they done in the past? Because it's true, your past often determines who you are in the future. How you overcome the tragedies of your past determine how you help others overcome the future and their past. Michoacan is a beautiful place. The farmland we went to, the struggle of the people living in that property is real. The government, as they eat their caviar and their $100 steaks, I can only say one thing. You truly will have a price to pay at the gate of hell.